everyone. Welcome to Roadside Rumors. I'm Sanika. And I'm Kowal. And today we're here with... Allison Tan. Hi, Allison. Um, so as you all know, we're here today to talk about self-exploration, also known as masturbation, right? So Allison, could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Um, I am 29. I'm like a lifelong masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> and two years ago, I embarked on a year's journey to design the first oral sex toy with my husband. Um, that is not in the market. It didn't continue after that, but I learned so much about sex, the sex toy industry, about my own pleasure mm -hmm. through that experience. What was your inspiration for the toy? Or like, how did you start on that journey? Like, did you discover like masturbation? How did you find out about it? My sexual journey? Yeah. My whole sexual journey. Okay, so my sexual awakening as a child happened when I had a close friend. Um, when, 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 you're, when you're that age, you have like two friends. <laughs> so my best friend, was a really good artist and she developed a little faster than me and one day she called me um, over and said I want to show you something I've been drawing and it was naked people it was naked women and then oddly like fully dressed men but like interacting sexually with naked women oh. and I just remember looking at these pictures and feeling tingly all over and I couldn't get them out of my head and for for ages after that, um, I didn't know what that was called yet, but I guess it was like it was like yeah early arousal. And I would think about these images, and I would like I would start to conjure up images and hold them in my head that would make me feel tingly. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the terminology for it then, but I know now what that was was I was finding like my core erotic blueprint. I was finding the images and like the concepts that turned me on. Um, and I started masturbating when I was 13 years old and I found a, I found a website called true dirty stories <laughs> dot com I'll never forget it it was a black background and a red font oh my god <laughs> horrendous UX and they were so called true stories of people's sexual encounters and we had one computer in the family home and it was in my parents bedroom so I would go on the computer and you know and get get the tingly feeling <laughs> when they were out or sometimes when they were taking a nap but I didn't know what to do with this tingling energy yeah. I just know that I liked it and I wanted to like keep that sensation in my body until I read on the same website this term masturbate and I just remember thinking, like, all of this other language was so easy to understand, but this word had, like, three syllables, <laughs> sounded so clinical, I had to look up what it was. And it turned out that I could rub parts of myself to, to come to something called a climax. So the first time I ever masturbated, I was standing up in the shower, and then, confusingly, I squirted. So can you imagine knowing nothing, having like no pleasure education, <laughs> just truedirtystories.com about people getting blowjobs in movie theaters and all this liquid comes gushing out of me. Um, I don't, you know, but from that day on I was hooked. Like, <laughs> I was always in the shower. My mom's like, why are you taking six showers a day? <laughs> yeah, it, it was full on from there. But you know how you said you started reading first? I think that's really interesting because for me it was just straight to porn like which normally people go for like visual like visual 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 <laughs> recording like what do you call that like they look at images or like videos to like help them you know like for the arousal but and i think it's a little bit different for girls and guys as well because i feel like obviously 
porn, majority of porn is geared towards the male gaze and it really doesn't do it for some people. But then I know a lot of friends, a lot of girlfriends definitely started with reading. So did you, was that something conscious or did you just come across truestories.com? I think it was the age I was at. Mm -hmm. So when I was 13, that was, you know, quite a few decades back. Like, like video porn wasn't too easily accessible yet. It wasn't something that you just kind of knew when you got to, like, got through puberty, which I think is the case now. Mm -hmm. um, and also there was the issue of, like, sharing a computer with the rest of my family. So I could always, like, I could quickly exit out. My parents didn't know what I was reading, mm -hmm. but, you know, if something like, oh, <laughs> there's no exiting out of that easily. Yeah. But I did graduate onto, like, LimeWire downloading porn. Oh. Quite soon after. This sounds like another era, my god. <laughs> <laughs> so how has it been different from like reading versus LimeWire? <laughs> I I love porn. Like I I do really enjoy watching porn, but there is a part of my imagination that feels dulled mm -hmm. from only uh, consuming porn nowadays. Okay. When I read it, you conjured up these images in your head. And actually what I graduated to from truedirtystories.com was Harry Potter erotic fan fiction. <laughs> I remember when Wattpad was a thing. Yeah, have you Wattpad like? Do you know about so Wattpad? Much, no. so much erotic. Wattpad content. is Wattpad. like these like people. You can basically create a create an account and you can like write your own book. So people were like self proclaimed writers in the book, <laughs> and they were they used to write up their own stories. And smut was a thing. Like yeah. you know when yes, people smut, yeah, yeah, and like fan like what is, what do they call like fi fiction? There's, it's all fan fiction, but it was YouTuber fan fiction or movie stuff. And I remember and like the most famous when I was like when I was on Wattpad, the most famous one was After, and there were like three books, and this person wrote it, like this teenager wrote like three books, and it became so popular, and it was about like Harry Styles, and all of us were like hooked onto it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yes, it's all the scenes that you wish like like. Yeah, that these yeah. movies or these books or maybe these fandoms mm -hmm. had. It's definitely more romantic initially. Like even if it, even though it's sexual, it has this intense romantic angle. So did you think that was important even when you started watching porn to have that kind of story? Um, I think story is important, but what I personally always want to get at is like a power dynamic. Um, that's that's what turns me on. I like power play, so it could be like BDSM. It could be more psychological. I never read Fifty Shades of Grey though. Like, oh, that seemed a bit basic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, it's so interesting how you talked about the first time you saw, you heard of the word masturbate, and you were like so fascinated by it because I I remember like I saw this word as well, but I didn't like I don't know why I didn't think of googling it. But my first instinct was to like go to my cousin and ask her. So I used to go to the temple every Sunday. So Monday to Friday we're at school, and Saturday. It's just like at home and then on su every Sunday we used to go to the temple and at the temple is where I would learn about everything that I don't learn about at school so my cousin would just sit next to me and I just remember like I would ask her like oh what does this mean what does that mean and I remember like someone was there was like a prayer going on and this is like I don't know 12 or 13 year old me like just sitting in the temple with my cousin and I just looked at her and I was like hey I heard of this word like masturbation like what does it mean and she was just like bro like shut up like why are you like screaming this word <laughs> and then she like explained it to me and she's like for for guys like they do this and then for girls it's also called the like the DJing <laughs> and she was like trying to explain it to me and like the most like and like you know without like saying too much and I was just like so like shocked while like whoa this world 
like this world or like this word exists like yeah that was my first encounter with the word masturbation and was her was her explanation accurate like did it seem like she'd done it before or was she passing on <laughs> I <think> rumors <laughs> <laughs> no like for me like i think I, like, I think I just had a bond with her where I believed whatever she told me because she was... Because I feel like I never felt comfortable talking to my parents about these things. So she was like someone in my family that I could ask like questions or like share my experiences. But yeah, she was just trying to explain it to me like in a way that I would understand as a 13-year-old. <laughs> so that's why I remember like she was like uh, for girl... Like, uh, okay, so I asked her like, for guys, it's easier, right? Because they like hold it and then they rub it. And then I was like, what about for girls? Like, you know, like how do we do it? Whatever. I was like just asking her and then she's like, yeah. So she used the term like DJing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I like, it's a little bit easier for guys though, because I feel like for girls it's a lot more effort. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I look at like the way our guys' arms bulge sometimes <laughs> when they're jerking, and I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely not like building muscle. Yeah. Imagine know? like one side you have a lot of muscle, and like the other side you don't. <laughs> yes, that was always the joke. Oh, really? Yeah. In, in high school, yeah, we tease guys, and be like, oh, he's like, that arm's bigger than the other. You know what that means, you know? <laughs> And you know like how like the term itself for masturbation like in in Chinese like we only have the term for guys like is there a term for girls? I don't know actually. I don't know any like I don't know anything that I wouldn't say to my grandma in Cantonese. <laughs> so I know for guys there's like dafeke which means like masturbating like dafeke. Yeah. Like hit an airplane? I don't know. Oh, I mean like no. if you direct if you directly translated that's what it means but dafeke um, it means masturbation but I think it's mostly for guys. But it's so weird, like how there's no like term in Chinese language for girls, and I don't even, I don't even know the language. I don't even know in our language what we call masturbation. I don't even know what masturbation <laughs> is. Yeah, it's because I think it's a cultural thing as well. I don't think I would ever talk to anyone in my family about it. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, let alone, I think sex. I don't even think I would comfortably talk about sex. So masturbation is just like an alien concept. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, completely. But my mom found my vibrator when I was in high school. Oh my and it God. Was horrifying. Yeah, there were, there were like three major incidents where my, my sexuality was like, con like they were confronted with my sexuality. Um, and I feel like that's when I should have built shame, but I just never had, it felt too good. I just never had shame <laughs> around it. They found my, she found my vibrator once and she accused me of like not being a virgin. Um, as if a vibrator, you know, as, as if they were related. Um, yeah, and she caught me watching porn once and she caught, oh, she found my printed out Harry Potter fan fiction. Oh my god. So at that point, she once told me, Allison, I always knew you were different. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know how you you know how you said that the first time you tried to masturbate you squirted? So how was that? Because I feel like for the longest time I heard about it and then I would just try for that climax, but it just never came for, okay, not never, but like for a very long time. It was just so difficult to achieve because I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't even know like what squirting was until like really, really recent. I'm, this I mean, is not like, even so squirting, weird. but just an orgasm in general. Orgasm. Okay, I knew like people reach, okay, I know guys reach their climax and it's so easy like because like, you know, they like... All, all over the place but like for girls like i i didn't know it was possible like i don't know i just never until like really recent like in recent years like i figured it out like whoa like even girls have uh, orgasms or like oh girls can squirt but like how how about your first like orgasm or like how was it it's so true that like there aren't it's really hard to put into language like what a female orgasm mm -hmm. is and 
even when I talk about it now with friends, I don't think like, okay, so I'm never sure if I've ever had a vaginal orgasm mm -hmm. and the way people describe it, it just doesn't seem like something that you can describe like very easily with language. You use words like peak, you use words like wave. And I'm like, May maybe, but what's a wave for you versus wave for me. Um, and squirting, I feel the same way about like, I, it's visible when it happens. So you, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's happening, but I still couldn't describe I can't describe to my husband how to make me squirt. Um, I can't do it to myself. It's something that has happened sporadically like throughout my life. So I think the people to turn to may not necessarily even be the like, people who are squirting, but there are like, there are porn um, teachers that are all about the art of squirting. <laughs> I have some friends as well that are expert squirters apparently. Oh, like they themselves are the, okay. And that's so cool, right? Oh, that's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, and they're like, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. And I'm oh. like, okay, but I don't, I don't know. Maybe it works for you, but I don't think it works for me. Yeah, I imagine that some people must have like an easier time with it. Like, you know, there's the whole, the whole variation. But why is that something that you are interested in doing? Just to experience it? Um, I think it's kind of like the orgasm because it's just like it, takes so long to actually understand it and then once you finally reach there it's like oh that was so easy like then you can do it every single time because you just know how to do it so i imagine squirting could be like that if you can make yourself squirt but I but i i feel like if it happens like once in a while i feel like that's where the excitement lies because if it happens every time i feel like it just becomes like oh like it's done with again but then with a laundry bill if you can do it every time yeah like i feel like the excitement for me like lies in like oh i can do it like sometimes and then like i don't know i feel like excitement is like when you can do it you feel really accomplished you know but what do i mean do you feel the same about an orgasm in no. general no because i feel like <laughs> no, i feel like for me like to me like me, squirting is like top of the pyramid like oh, I, of course, <laughs> yeah, squirting, that's another level but it's so funny to me <laughs> Like you graduated, like yeah, yeah like I got my degree. <laughs> why? Why? Why do you? Do, do your friends who squirt say that the squirting orgasm is the best orgasm? No, it's just like you feel so like whoa, like I just did this, like wow. But like with an orgasm, it's like you don't know, you don't agree with me. <laughs> no, it's not like you know, I don't know. It's not like producing like mother's milk where you like, like it's not for anybody else, you know. Like you can't take that, it's like gold baby like I, that's literally how i feel like gold <laughs> i think it's just i think it's just for me it's just reaching new new peaks yeah. because because it's like with an orgasm now any kind of sexual activity i feel like is incomplete without an orgasm mm. but oh do, you, do you feel the same it took me so like it makes me proud like in awe that you have said that because it took me so long into my into my like sexual life with other people to value having an orgasm with them and probably not until almost like my first year of college until i had like a steady boyfriend that like really committed himself to making me come but i didn't think for the longest time i didn't think that it was like worth the effort i thought it took me a really long time and like oh i'd be so self-conscious and in my head and what i call um, what's called spectating like i would just as someone was trying to make me come up like rise out of my body and like observe from the outside and be like god it's just taking like just fake it. i faked it yeah. i faked it with so many 
so many people for so long. Yeah, because but is there a reason guys. why women take longer than men? Like, I don't think they have to. I don't think they necessarily do. Oh. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think I don't think it's necessary. It's just if you're doing it right. That's why I think self exploration is important then, because it's like once you know your body and once you know how it works, it doesn't yeah. Yeah. shouldn't take very long. I guess I don't think it's a time thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the more you think about time, the longer it will take. Um, so mm-hmm. that's like that's not not the best focus for pleasure. I think. Well, but like right now you're currently married, right? Yes. So does it still give you time to like have your own me time, or do you feel like your sexual life just is like a m- more bigger part of your life than the masturbation life? is so key to like my married mm-hmm. married life personally? I know my husband doesn't really like carve out time to jerk it. (laughs) But I absolutely carve out time. Mm -hmm. Like I think about, like I look at his schedule for the week and if he's out for the night, I really look forward to like having a session Mm -hmm. with my magic wand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that gives me time to like fantasize. And it also gives me distance from a person. Mm -hmm. And I think a key component of eroticism in like these long-term monogamous relationships is having some mystery and some distance, Mm -hmm. which in COVID times, like I'll tell you, like my libido has never been lower because we were just in this apartment and I knew what he was doing every minute of the day. And we're in our pajamas, Mm -hmm. like just farting around each other, Mm -hmm. like no, no intrigue Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, all masturbating throughout. Mm -hmm. So what about the use of like sex toys? Do you feel like it's, like achieving an orgasm is better if you use sex toys or is it like the other way around how do you feel about using sex toys while masturbating this goes back a little bit to why we decided to try and design cunny okay my wait do you want to tell sec- us a little bit about cunny yes yeah um we my uh, my current husband but then boyfriend and i were in a sex toy store and he's a product designer an industrial designer and he was just like you know isn't it interesting how like our phones right we're at iphone x or iphone i don't even know what their latest <laughs> iphone is um, but sex toys really haven't progressed beyond what we would call like, I mean, maybe the razor to use the phone analogy. Like a lot, all sex toys are pretty much following two paradigms. Okay. One is the vibration motor, mm-hmm. just in different silicon shapes. And the other is um, a, a dildo or like a plug of some sort, okay. right? For something um, to insert? Yes. Okay. Yeah, sure. An insertion toy. Mm-hmm. And then there are like the accoutrement of like, you know, clamps and bondage planes. But like in terms of clitoral toys that aren't designed for stimulation, we don't really have a bunch of options. Okay. And he's like, why is that? And in particular, why don't we have anything that really feels like oral sex? Because that's, I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing sex act if you're comfortable enough to receive it. Right. Um, and that's how I most consistently orgasm. Mm-hmm. So that's what we set out to do. We set out to like create a toy that moves like a human bot, like a human being would. So like, you know, X, Y axis. You could personalize it, your patterns oh. in your phone. You could like try new patterns. You could send the pattern to someone else. Oh. It would like visually trace it out. So you could like send it to your partner and be like, just do this. Like, this is what I like, you know? So it's supposed to imitate someone eating, licking, yeah, licking, yeah, right? Licking so yeah. is it wet, the toy? You would lube it up. Oh, you lube it up first, and yeah. then you. Oh my god! Yeah, what? And then it moves. And you design the motion. Yes, you can design the motions on like the pad of your phone. So, I could be I could be holding it like holding the toy. It would have like a tongue tip, and it could just move any way that I I made it move. Is it soft the tip, or is it? It's it was squidgy. But when did you use your first sex toy, and what was that experience like? My male, my straight male best friend in high school bought me my first vibrator. Um, and before that, I had just been using my hands or, or sho- oh, ooh, maybe my first sex toy was actually a shower head. Mm. 
Yeah, that because like you know you can adjust the 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 pressure. <laughs> but when I got my vibrator, it was like this gaudy hot pink leopard print, like just kind of bullet vibrator, mm-hmm. and. Um, I remember thinking, oh, this is a lot less effort. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think it did the same job? Like, were you were you happy with the vibrator? Wait, I'm so sorry, but like for a vibrator, do you need to put it in somewhere, or are you just like, like I'm? <laughs> you just hold it. You, you just hold it. Yeah, there are vibrators that you next to your clitoris. Yeah, you just hold it on your clitoris. I think. Um, yeah, or uh, well, next to your external clitoris because okay. the clitoris is actually one organism. Mm-hmm. That or one organism, Jesus, <laughs> one organ. organ. Yeah, so the okay, outside okay. and the inside one. Um, so I would just put it, in the, yeah, okay, okay. The externally. And you were saying, did I did I find it? I mean, I loved it, and now I like go back and forth between vibrator and hands just to like spice it up a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they're incredibly different. I think in order to come from a vibrator for me, I need I need something like stimulating like my my mind Mm -hmm. like the vibrate doesn't feel good to me unless i'm mentally turned on otherwise it can almost like tickle or irritate or even go numb Uh so that mental like because this is so consistent i need to be doing lots of like imagining many things in my mind watching something reading Mm -hmm. something but with my hand for some reason i think like just the act of interacting with my own body in that way like i kind of it gets me there more easily so with masturbation, do you feel like you always need some kind of stimulus, whether it's watching something or reading something, or can you just do it with your imagination? I think because porn or like erotic literature is so easy to access, um, I think the muscle of my imagination has like weakened a lot, and it would have to be a really extenuating circumstance for me to use my imagination again, like being in prison <laughs> or... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm just not someone that can say no to, like, immediate gratification. Mm. Going back to your own product, like, Kuni? 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 Sorry. So, like, um, why do you feel like it's important for us to experiment with sex toys? Like, do you think it's important? I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't think sex toys are necessary to have a really fulfilling life and mm-hmm. to, like, really understand your own pleasure. Yeah. But... Like variety is the spice of life as well. So you can achieve different kinds of orgasms. Um, they're amazing for like they're amazing for different kinds of people. Right. If you have a certain disability where you maybe don't have that kind of like wrist dexterity, then sex toys can be godsend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're using it with a partner who isn't sure how to move yet, it can be really good. They are a supplement to your sexual health but they are not by any means central to it. And anyone that tells you otherwise is trying to sell you something. <laughs> <laughs> so like growing up, like we never really learned like how to like masturbate or like how to like use our hands or like, you know what I mean? Like we growing up, we never taught like, oh, this is how you're supposed to do it. Or there's no like step by step, like manual to like do it. So do you feel like, like how do you feel like someone can learn? Do you think it's like a trial and error kind of thing? Totally, okay. So it is a trial and error thing ultimately, but this the issue that you just brought up is now like really recognized and there are people trying to educate, there have been people educating um, women on how to masturbate mm-hmm. for ages. Um, a website I really like is Oh My God Yes, just like mm-hmm. O-M-G, yeah, Y-E-S. And they've given, like, they put words and language around like the different motions mm. of masturbating. And they're really easy to understand and applicable to everyone and then you can also just watch real women like doing those moves Mm. and 
I, I had a membership to that website briefly and you know I already knew how to masturbate but it gave me some new techniques honestly wow. like some new moves on myself and the language around it was really exciting and I just reveled in seeing the, the breadth of of motions you know we can use so I found it yeah, really liberating but otherwise trial and error is always a good way to go mm -hmm. and I think trial and error also comes really naturally to us yeah. um, when I was a kid I'll I always remember this experience at a water park and they had like water jets you know on the pool and I would hang out by them because I just kind of discovered like where it felt good but I also saw a little boy who was maybe maybe six years old, mm -hmm. doing the same thing. I literally watched <laughs> him. He like strode over and he strode over a water jet and he goes, e <laughs> And then just like kind of hovered over that one area as well. I was like, oh shit, me too. Me too. <laughs> just chilling by the water jet? Yeah, just right here in this exact spot. <laughs> That's so interesting because you were talking about children weird no but i think that's so true so i came across this article saying that babies it's like a natural thing like i think ever since like we were born like we we have this like curiosity like you know like different parts of our body or like you know like how like with babies they're so curious with like their hands or like their feet so i feel like that's how they view their genitals as well and when they start like touching them or like playing with them so do you feel like it's natural like since birth we have been curious about this or do you think it's just something because we see on like social media or we come across these terms um like all beasts we are pleasure seeking like we naturally tend towards pleasure mm -hmm. so why don't we have pleasure in the rest of our education like a lot it, it's it's all up here mm -hmm. right our bodies naturally seek pleasure mm -hmm. yeah we do animals masturbate um monkeys do Ooh. Yeah, I know that monkeys do. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because then it's so natural. Because personally for me, it was only after people started talking about it. It was never something. Because I know a lot of people have stories like yours where, um, you know, you're 12 or 13 and then you just kind of feel things and you just want to explore. But for me, it was more... Um, my sexual awakening came after people started telling me about yeah. their experiences and I was like, oh, I want to experience that too. That's so interesting. And then I try to look into it. What yeah same you? same like you know how you mentioned like the little kid or like you at the pool like when i was young i feel like i was never really like in touch with my body mm -hmm. so i never yeah. thought about it or i never like or even if i had that feeling i probably didn't give too much thought to it but it wasn't until i actually found the world master no okay so it wasn't actually until i found the word masturbation that i started like reading more about it and now like i feel like there's like a better term like self-exploration i feel like i prefer this term much more because i feel like every like i feel like the word masturbation just sounds like a lot like it's just a mouthful and with self-exploration it's just like everyone's way of exploring their own bodies can be different yeah yes and it really takes like i love that word i'm gonna start using that now yeah. instead because it takes into consideration every aspect mm -hmm. of your arousal and that can be mental yeah. as well i mean it is i think it is as much mental yeah i agree as it is physical do you think it helped you guys to start talking about these things with your friends because like i said for personally for me when there was this one friend who had experienced an orgasm or she claimed that she had and i was like wow what is this tell me all about it and then she was like okay let's sit down we'll talk about it i will give you all my tips like the deets like, yeah all the deets and i was like yes please tell me and then we had a conversation about it and it just made me feel so comfortable and it just allowed me to go home and then explore my body because until then i had never thought about it like that 
I only thought about it, like we were talking about it yesterday, how um, our genitalia and private parts in general in the culture that we come from are always like, don't talk about it, hush, hush. Like, or like you know, use other words to um, disguise the, the actual word. Like we never, I've never heard of the word vagina or penis or I don't even, I didn't even know what it was called in my language until like a very later age because we were always using like these weird sounds to like yeah, call, like, like refer to it. Things like that. Did you have that growing up? <laughs> Um, we in Cantonese we have um jetai, which is like birdie for, for like guys. a guy's penis, but I don't know what mine was called. Gosh, maybe it's just like yeah, like a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> so who were like the first people that you guys discussed these things with? I mean, for you, you said it was your My cousin. cousin. Yeah, um, I I hung out. I was not a theater kid myself, but I was like theater kid adjacent. Like I like painted sets. And true to stereotypes, the theater kid, like my friend group was like very promiscuous. Mm. Um, we all like made out with each other and like like fingered and like gave each other hand jobs and like all that stuff. And wow. even in high school, we were having group sexual experiences. What? Wow. Like, like, yeah, yeah. There was like a prom night where I think we were in bed with like eight people at once. But this again, this was all non-penetration. Um, it's it's like I would it's like I was ready to be slutty, but not that slutty. <laughs> in Hong Kong. No, in Singapore. Oh, oh wow! Not really. I'm, I'm really scandalized. Teachers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, what is that word? It starts with the C. Like when you're eating, eating pussy, but like. Yeah. So I heard this word, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Like, what does that even mean?" And my friend was like, "Do you know like this happened in the toilet? Like some guys performed the cunnilingus on a girl." And I was like, "What the fuck? It sounds like a ritual or like a ceremony. Like, what did they do?" And then I like Googled it and then I was like, what the fuck? There's something called like eating a girl out. And I feel like th- I was like, whoa, like I feel like I every time horrified when I first heard of that, I feel like, I feel like going down <laughs> on a guy. It's quite like normal. And like, I feel like you see it on like movies, but like going down on a girl, like I haven't I hadn't seen it until. Oh, I can't believe that was the first word I heard related to this. But like I heard that word and then I Googled it and then I read about it. And then there were like all these other terms that popped up. And I was like, whoa, like this is like this whole new like. Someone can make a dictionary out of these, like, these words. Let's do it. A sex dictionary. <laughs> uh, I, I, also, I find it really upsetting that, like, cunnilingus or, like, oral sex on women wasn't, isn't normalized until, I think, fairly recently. Mm-hmm. It's, like, very much in the cultural, like, collective consciousness now. A project I would love to do is to, like, build a shrine, maybe online or physical, to people that, like, eat women out. Mm. Well, like, I think it needs to be appreciated. <laughs> well. I think we can make offerings that, yeah, well, who do it really well, who like really dedicate themselves to it. Mm-hmm. Like my my husband being one of them, like he's, when someone, the first time that you have someone go down on you that loves to do it, they're not trying to get you to come to like stroke yeah. their own ego. They're not trying to get to like penetrating you or like another sex act. They People love to do it. want to spend like an hour down there and then you're at a place where you can like accept that worship. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. More important than that. Yes. No, but do you? But do you feel like it's more of like a give and take? Like if your husband, like, say he enjoys going down on you, do you feel like the need or like the obligation to like do the same for him? He. It's just very specific. He doesn't come from from oral sex, so I guess in a way, I'll do it only as foreplay um, or going to something else. But yeah, I would. I would grow old down there. I'll try to, or maybe I need some technique. I don't know. But going back to sex toys and the relationship, do you think it's important to use sex toys um, during sex with a partner? Or do you think it's something to experiment with? 
Great thing to experiment with if you're long distance or like even in COVID times, mm -hmm. there are Bluetooth like long distance sex toys now. So it'd be so, it could be so fun if like you could still communicate with your partner mm -hmm. in that way. Um, I think if you're a bit kinky, like sex toys will open up a whole new realm for you. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that I love, I haven't tried it yet, but it's where you you put like a vibrator in your panties and then they can control it. Oh, I've heard of that one on too. On their phone, yeah, it looks really fun. <laughs> and I just imagine like getting a table. There's like a, <laughs> there's like a, there's like a, there's like a movie in, uh, there's like an Indian indie film, I think, that talks about like, it's called Lust Stories. Have you watched it? Yeah, yeah. And in one of the stories, it's like the woman's husband can control the vibrator. Yeah. Or like her boyfriend can control the vibrator. And she's like sitting at home with this like super conservative Indian family. And suddenly she starts like feeling stuff. And she starts like shaking. And everyone is just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny because in reality, it's the grandma of the house who's trying to look for a TV remote. And, and she's, she's like, controlling the remote. Why can't I turn the volume up? This is a TV. Go on, go on. She keeps turning. Up, like the strength up. But I mean, also during sex, like, because I have some friends that use it with a partner, like while having sex. Do you have any opinions on that? No, just especially if you're having sex with like the same person, usually, and you're the kind of person that's like turned on by variety. Or like adventurous. You want to find every way possible, like every paradigm, because yeah, repetition is the death of eroticism. Like too much repetition, yeah. What about like masturbate? Like have you ever masturbated with someone, like your husband, like in the same room? I don't know. Totally, when we're hungover sometimes. When you're hungover? Yeah, like he's not, he doesn't want to kind of get up and, you know, you know, get athletic with it. And like I sure as hell don't want to, so we kind of just lay there. And it's a nice way to like still connect. Because my friend, she was traveling and she, got to know these like girls and i feel like she started feeling comfortable with them because they were like talking about like you know masturbating or like their sexual like um shenanigans so they were just like talking and then she i feel like she so okay so she told me that it was like a bunk bed in a hostel room so all like two of them they were on the top bunks and they played the, on the like they played a porn or something on the same laptop and they both masturbated in their respective beds and she was like that was such a like a like a new and cool experience for her. Wow. Yeah. So like they open like I, I don't know if all four of them masturbated together or just the two That's of them. That's so interesting. But it's like they open like one screen and they like all masturbated together and they like sh talked about it afterwards like how the bed was shaking or like how they felt or like which part like aroused them the most and they like discussed it afterwards. How about with your parents like growing up? Did you ever talk about it? I think there should be a limit. To, I mean, I think parents to me. So I'm gonna like I'll I'll probably have kids one day, you mm -hmm. know. And I thought a lot about what how how active or how graphic or how specific i want to get with them about mm -hmm. sex education knowing that schools are doing a horrible job at mm -hmm. it um i want to prepare them for most importantly for to understand consent and i think that begins super early on um there's this woman who works at sally coco in hong kong shout out to candy uh, who has two young sons and she did a great round table discussion about like sexuality and and consent with her kids mm -hmm. and they were there as well you know talking about their experiences with it and she said, ever since they were really little kids, consent begins with, I don't, I'm full. I don't want to eat this anymore, you know, and mm -hmm. that's okay. Or with, you know, at family gatherings, um, handy, like in, in Chinese culture, I'm sure in most cultures, like you just hand your kid off to like the family member, mm -hmm. whether or not they want to. And they'll be like mm -hmm. clinging to you, you know? And she said that never was the case. I, I would ask them, do you want, do you want uncle to like hold you? Mm. And if they didn't, she would never make them. She'd be like, mm, not now. 
you know? And I love that. I would like to draw the line there. Um, I also think pleasure, just telling them you should feel good. Forget every, you're going to see a bunch of stuff out there. You're going to watch a bunch of porn. You're going to hear what other people are doing. What is key is that you stay in touch with like your pleasure mm -hmm. and that doesn't always mean safety mm -hmm. that doesn't always mean like 100% textbook good feelings mm -hmm. some of the most erotic situations in my life um, it's not it's not politically correct to say it but they haven't been the most um, there there are experiences I've had that like could be considered violating in some ways with a different context but I find them really erotic because at the core of it like I I haven't been violated. You know, you get to decide that for yourself to an mm -hmm. extent. Yeah. Um, so just keeping in touch with that. But to overly explain to your kids is to perhaps kill the, vibe. the eroticism. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't want their, like, mom, like, shove it, like, snooping around, like, and... I don't know. I think the lines are really blurred. Because I feel like there should be some kind of conversation, but you're right, like, not... Too not much. like too much can you imagine if your mom sat you down and like showed you how to like suck a dick you'd be like traumatized. you'd be like i don't because then your mom would be in your head the next time you were doing it like you just don't want to create these strong graphic associations yeah that's yeah. so true oh my God. focus on maybe focus on like safety and like normalization and like consent yeah i think that's consent. so important yeah yeah to, to wrap up from your years of masturbation and <laughs> trying to create wait, wait when you publish this can you have like a little title code bottom be like Allison Taylor like, masturbation enthusiast <laughs> professional <laughs> masturbator professional masturbator <laughs> but yeah from your experiences what what are the things that you've learned and do you have any advice for people like young masturbator <laughs> this whole thing just sounds so wrong Oh my gosh, to, to all the young masturbators out there, <laughs> um, I think keeping, keeping an open mind about everything is important so you don't shame yourself for where your erotic desires like take you. Unless, of course, it's hurting somebody else. But um, if I could share some of, I mean, if, if my search terms were ever published, I, I would have a lot of explaining to do. Um, there were, I went through a clown phase, like, I'm not gonna lie. And I... Yeah, there's just no point in making yourself feel bad about it, but also educate yourself on like what's real and how your fantasy life is separate from from reality. Right. Um, it's okay to have like a thriving fantasy world because that is all happening in your head. Like consent is not like necessarily an issue in your own mind. Mm -hmm. However, when you go into the real world, you're gonna have to navigate an entirely different set of rules. So don't worry about emulating what people pro do professionally. Mm -hmm. Ask. The hottest thing you can do with an actual ask. partner is ask. Ma yeah, masturbation is your own, it's your own like realm. Journey. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's your own journey. Do whatever you want. Thank you so much for sharing everything today. And I think we both learned a lot. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it was really funny like hearing all of your experiences. And we certainly hope that this can inspire young masturbators to, you know, start on their own journey. Yeah, thank Such you. a delight talking to you both. Um, <laughs> I am in awe. I'm so glad that that this like that you guys are talking about it and like starting this conversation and I've laughed so much that I'm like sweating <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you so much thank you and so much we'll see you soon on another episode bye, bye. <laughs>